Hey, welcome to Val's Word of the Day, where I'm passionate about resourcing you with biblical truths. And my hope is that you'd be transformed by the power of the gospel. Hey, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, If you haven't rated or reviewed this content, would you consider leaving a review? Uh, That helps with exposure as I get the gospel out. Also, big thank you to those that are sharing this podcast on uh, your socials. Just want to say thank you. So in today's episode, I want to speak to you about overcoming offense. You know, I've learned that every day you and I will run across people who have the potential of offending us. You know, there's just no getting around that. You know, if you have breath in your lungs, you will be offended. I will eventually be offended. And if we don't learn to handle offense, we will become bitter Christians who are not walking in the fullness that God has called us to to walk in. You know, and I believe that God wants us to live a life of freedom. But there's chains that that prevent people from moving forward. And I think offense is one of those chains. So our key verse today comes out of Matthew 24, verse 10. Matthew 24, verse 10. This is a chapter about the signs of the last days. And Jesus tells his disciples what they need to expect between uh, the time Jesus ascends to heaven until he comes back, until his second coming. And his disciples, they're curious what to expect. They're like, Lord, what are the signs of the end times? And here's what Jesus says in Matthew 24, 10. He says, and many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Notice Jesus doesn't say some will be offended. He says many will be offended in the last days. Notice this is not a suggestion. He says, this is certain, like it will happen. Now, the Greek word for offended here in Matthew 24, 10 is scandalon, which is simply translated to put a stumbling block in the way which another may trip or fall, if we were to define that. It's a stumbling block. And I want us to think about that because a stumbling block prevents you and I from going full speed, which tells us, you know, it's hard to serve Jesus while we are offended. You know, if I was the enemy, I would do my best to make sure that you stay offended because it's hard to serve in the church if you're offended. Um, It's hard to meet with family at gatherings if you're holding offense. You know, it's hard to call your friend if you're offended and just to have a normal conversation, right? Offense breaks our line of communication with with people. And when we get offended, uh, here's the progression. You know, you can walk with Jesus, and, and if you're not careful, you get offended. And the progression is this. Offense 
betrayal, and then hate. Notice Matthew 24, 10 says, Then many will be offended, will betray one another, and hate one another. And in the church, you know, one of the greatest weapons of the enemy is offense because if we stay offended, there's not going to be unity in the church. If we, if we stay mad at each other, we get stuck in our growth. And, and listen, people die with unresolved offense. I mean, they get bitter. Sometimes they take that bitterness to the grave. I mean, that's how real offense is. And it's sad. And I've seen this when I was, uh, when I was a chaplain at the, at, at the hospital, that, that it takes a death sometimes to, to unite relationships. People on their hospital beds, actively dying, finally willing to let the offense go. And they start saying, I'm sorry to each other. And here's what the enemy will whisper to us, or at least to me. Val, you have the right to feel that way after what they did to you. It's okay to feel that way. And we think, okay, yeah, it is okay to feel that way. I've been hurt. And, and for many of us, we were never taught how to deal with, with offense growing up. So, so we just try to, we either hide it. You know, we act like, well, no, I actually didn't get offended. So we hide it. Some people go into denial. And then some people just say, you know, I think God's going to take care of it. No, God will take care of it when you choose to work it out with the person that offended you. So don't just wait on God. Go to the person. Matthew 18, 15 says, if your brother sins against you, Go and tell him his fault between you and him. So God will work it out when you become involved in the process. We often say, I'm waiting on God, <laughs> but God is waiting on us. You know, don't let the offense sit for a long time because time doesn't heal. Time can actually make things worse. It is God who heals our wounds on the inside. So maybe... Maybe you're listening and you've become extremely angry and bitter at life. I would encourage you, go back and ask yourself an honest question. How did I get so angry? Because that doesn't just happen. You know, our emotions are like a check engine. When they go on, something is wrong. And it's when we let the offense sit and we never address it head on. That's when it starts to eat at us. We will get offended. There's no doubt about that. John 16, 33 says, in this world, you will have trouble. Like there will be pain. There will be offense. There will be hurt. That's a part of life. And, and when offense comes and we, we don't deal with the pain and we just stuff the pain, what happens is now we're wounded. So we seek comfort. So some people turn to food, some uh, turn to shopping, sex, drinking. They start to feed on addictions. And the root of the issue is the pain. The issue is not the drinking, the smoke. No, it, it's the pain or the offense that hasn't been dealt with. That's the issue. Now, some people will use busyness. They'll just stay busy as a way to escape and face the offense head on. 
So we stay busy as long as we don't talk about it. We, we just keep putting it down. We're saying, I'm going to refuse to talk about this. But the Lord wants us to bring that offense into the light because that's when the healing process begins. When we're saying, I am no longer hiding. I'm choosing to bring this offense into the light because the weight of offense is heavy. It's heavy. This is why there's, there's a big difference between having a secret life and a private life. God wants you to have a private life, private prayer life, private Bible reading. But a secret life is, is a life that hides. It's when you fear that whatever you're doing, man, if they catch you, your reputation is on the line, right? And I share that to remind us that it's a freeing thing to not live a secretive life. So it's important we understand that God wants us to bring the the issue, the offense into the light. Bring the issue into the light and repent. Like if you're in the wrong, take time, repent. One of the marks of a true believer is ongoing repentance. You know, we want, you know, we pray for revival. And, and truth is, you know, we want revival without repentance. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, there has to be a turning from our ways. I mean, that's what salvation is. is I used to go in this direction, and now I go in this direction. And listen, if we're always talking about how this person offended us, we haven't gotten over the offense. See, this is, this is heart stuff that I'm preaching. I, I love you know, teaching theology and all, but, but, but today's message is it's heart stuff that we have to deal with. Because when we don't forgive others, that is proof that we have a distorted view of forgiveness. Because when... Because we say, you know, they, they, they don't deserve forgiveness. Look what they did to me. But do we deserve forgiveness? I don't think so. Yet God still forgives us. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. And it says, Forgive as the Lord forgave you. See, when we say, well, they don't deserve to be forgiven, I just can't let this thing go. Remember all the times that you messed up and how God continually shed his grace on you, extended his grace to you. And what Matthew 24, 10 tells us is that there's the offense, there's the betrayal, and then there's hate. There's that progression. So the first is the offense. When someone says something to you that offends you and you don't address it and it just sits. And the longer the offense goes unaddressed, the more potential it has for the next step, which is betrayal. Betrayal. Now, let's talk about what causes offense. One reason we get offended is because we have unmet expectations. Like, if you say you're going to come at my house at five and then you come at seven, I feel disrespected because my expectations are not met. And the more we expect from people, the more painful the offense becomes. 
Here's what James 3.16 says. For where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder and vile practice. Well, what's selfish ambition? It's when we put our own interests before others. It's when we're self-centered. And here's what God's word says about selfish ambition. Philippians 2.13 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Now, vain conceit is uh, excessive pride, right? Then it says, rather in humility, value others above yourselves. So we can conclude and state the reason we get offended is because the focus is on us. And a self-centered attitude will never satisfy you. So we say things like, they barely talk to me. They always ignore my ideas. They, they didn't ask for my opinion. It's the self-centered attitude that brings offense into our lives. You know, roughly seven years ago, I had a big argument with a friend and he said something that really hurt me and I was really offended. And I won't share what he said because the language was very colored. <laughs> it was inappropriate. But I remember when the Holy Spirit began to deal with me about this person to, to pray for him, to bless him, to pray for his family. And listen, it took everything in me to pray for this dude, like to pray, Lord, bless his health, his family, his career. It, it broke my pride. But the freedom, I share that just to remind us, the freedom that came after I forgave him and prayed for him was the biggest blessing in my life. What happens when we get offended is we become wounded. We become hurt. It's painful. And a wound has to be treated the right way. Like you can't just throw dirt on a wound and expect it to heal. So here's a practical, just, just practical way of going about offense. Say someone offends it and you call them and say, hey, I value our relationship, so I want to share something that's been bothering me for a while now. And I would encourage you, be honest with the person. You could say something like, hey, I was offended when you did so-and-so. Here's what I learned. Often people don't even know that you've offended them. So honesty is key here. But when you tell the person that they've offended you, don't exaggerate. You know, because we're so good at saying stuff like, you never listen to me or you always ignore my calls, right? Exaggeration. Now, another thing to avoid is blaming. If, if you would actually come on time, I wouldn't be so late all the time. <laughs> or if you called me more, we would be better friends. What am I doing? I'm shifting the blame on someone else. And we need to take ownership of our own faults. Now, it's important when you address the person to, to be careful how you say what you're going to say and what you say. Because our words, you and I know this, can heal people or they can wound people. And it can take a person years to recover from certain remarks a person made about them. Like it took me years to, to get over what my buddy said about me. You know, that, that's how powerful words are. So remember, you address the offense, but be careful with your word choice and the emotion behind your words. I think a sign of maturity in our lives is that we learn to brush things off. We don't take everything to heart. You know, there are times when someone will say something to me out of anger, 
And I tell myself, Val, just brush it off. I'm saying I am brushing this thing off because if I don't brush it off, eventually I'm going to get bitter. And if we don't learn to brush things off, we're going to become spiritually sick because we're taking offense in and never dealing with it the right way. Listen to what Luke 6.45 says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So listen to that verse. It says, we store things in our heart. Think of your heart like a, like a hard drive. A hard drive stores data on a computer. For many of us, you know, the hard drive of our hearts is loaded with anger, with the regret, with pain, bitterness, frustration. So, If I get angry and I don't deal with it the right way, anger gets stored in my heart. So let me pose a question for us to consider. What is in the hard drive of your heart? Do you have unresolved anger? Are you bitter? It's a question to reflect on. Now, when we deal with the offense, our goal is not just to point out what they did wrong, but to reconcile the relationship. Be solution-focused, not problem-focused. Talking about it won't fix it. You know, go to the person. The goal is not to show them that they're wrong and you're right. No, pray for God to give you strength and humility to approach whoever you need to approach. Locate the offense and address it head on because it does hinder our walk with God. You know, sometimes I'll be worshiping and I just can't stop thinking about the person who offended me because I have this person in the back of my mind that, that I know I need to straighten things out with. And here's the deal. God wants all of us to walk in freedom. And when, we, when we're offended, we can't walk in the freedom that Christ has for us. We need to address the offense head on. So locate the offense and address it head on and ask the Lord, Lord, heal my wounds. You know, and if you're struggling to forgive, remember your life as a Christian is based on a man and his name is Jesus who chose to forgive you of all kinds of sins. And he's calling you to do the same. He's calling you to forgive. This is Val's word of the day.